I'm Ruby. And I'm Erin. And this is I I Love Love My My Baby. Baby. And... Hi. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, I Love My Baby And. I'm Erin, and this is the third time we're doing this intro because I could not focus the first two times. I'm a licensed professional counselor who has a practice that focuses on supporting new moms in their transition into parenthood or transition into mom again life. And I myself am a mom of two. And I run the social media account for fourth tri- called Fourth Trimester Wellness, and I just made it through. Yes, you did it. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. I will. I will. I want to say just so we're all clear, and no one thinks we are like losing our minds. Our kids have been home for like a week, um, and so we're trying. We're out here trying. Okay. Yes. Here we are. I am Ruby. I am a relational therapist. I have a private practices that works with postpartum couples on all things relational after you have a baby. Um, I run the pay or the social media account Ruby Talks Relationships. I am also a mom of two. Uh, what else? I think that's it, right? I mean, there's a lot more, but that's perfect. There's so for- much more. Do you have a <laughs> genogram? I don't know. Um, yeah. This is I Love My Baby and the – do you want – you go. I feel like I talked a lot the last one. So the premise of this podcast is pretty simple. We respond to listener submissions that either complete the sentence, I love my baby and – or just general wonderings, questions, experiences in early motherhood. Mm-hmm. And each week we pick a theme. So what is the theme for this week's podcast? Working mom guilt. Oh, isn't that one real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot to say. Well, okay. I mean, that's what the point of this episode is. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot to say. <laughs> um, should we – you want to jump in? You want to jump right in? Yeah. I am so excited to get into this topic because I think we can get into the definition of what it means to be like a working mom, a working parent, societal expectations, culture, like all that stuff. I don't think we have enough time in this episode personally, but um, I'm excited. So I'm going to go, I'll read first. Yes? Okay. Yes. Ready. Okay. Um, Here it goes. I've worked really hard to get to where I am in my career. I love my career and I love my baby. I want to continue working, but as my maternity leave is coming to an end, I am feeling so guilty about, oh, I'm feeling so guilty leaving my baby to return to work. Okay. So passionate about career, love baby, wanting to go back, and yet now afraid to, guilty to. Feeling guilty. I think this comes up for a lot of new parents when um, your childcare gets closer. So once the reality of my baby's not going to be 
home with me. I'm going to be pumping. I'm going to be, you know, hustling out in the morning, hustling back at night. There's not going to be as much time. It's a, this is before your return to work is a really common time for these feelings to come up. And loving your baby and loving your career can exist together. Will there be compromises in there so that you can continue to function and continue to do both of the things that you love? Probably. But I say to new parents, don't borrow worry. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't totally. worry. Don't like try not to focus on the things that are out of your control. Is there going to be traffic? Is there, you know, the logist, the logistic piece of it? Another thing that comes to mind immediately is we are living in a pretty, pretty challenging economic time. Most families need more than one income to be able to just survive buying groceries, paying for bills, um, putting gas in your car, like very not extravagant and simple yep. things that are needed to just exist. Yep. So loving your career and also recognizing I think for me, this is a big duality thing, like loving your career, loving your baby, and also recognizing that like you need your income to be able to, to be able to live. Um, Those can all exist. Those can all exist together. I will use myself Mm -hmm. as an example. Um, When I had my first baby, I loved what I was doing. I had momentum in my career. I... Um, as my maternity leave came to an end, I was like, I can't do, I can't leave my baby. This is too soon. Like, there's no way that this is going to work. And my mom was the one that was going to be with our son for that first period of time when I had returned to work. Um, for me, what ended up happening was I left my job that was no longer suiting me right then. Um, my husband and I talked about how long we could live without that additional income and what that period of time would look like. And we both were like, it, it, this seems like a good option for now. And sure enough, when our son got a little bit older, I was itching to get back into my work that I loved. And I took a job that allowed for flexibility and would work with our childcare needs that I still loved and felt fulfilling and gave me that adult interaction. Point The point I'm trying to make is that if your career is something that's really important to you that you've worked really hard for and that you love, or if your career is your sanity because it's away from the overstimulation of life at home with a baby, that is completely okay. Feeling guilty is a self-imposed experience. So we, and we deal with this a lot as, as parents, working parents, we're telling our, we're not giving ourselves permission to live a life outside of motherhood. And that creates guilt, but that's a self-imposed guilt. So changing the language, reframing the language around, did, did that, do you I'll, I'll you finish your thought. Okay. So <laughs> ch- changing the language around just changing the language for ourselves yeah. as like I am allowed to love my baby and I'm allowed to love my career. 
And my baby is not missing out on anything because I have a career and I'm setting an example for my child of being able to function in different areas of my life at the same time. Mm Because when you – so if you hate your job, that's one thing. But if you love your work and you love your career and you're motivated by the work that you're doing, your child seeing those qualities is not a bad thing. Right. There was a lot there was a lot in there. So <laughs> there's so much. Well, no, so I I love that you just segued into that because that this is one of the things that I thought about when we were talking about this topic is like we have multiple identities. No matter like whether you're a parent or not, you have a ton of identities and they are what make you you. And so loving your career, showing your children like all of these things that give you fulfillment and joy is fantastic. Like for your for your kid to see you have all of these things that fill your cup outside of them. Ideally, you have other things outside of your children children that give you joy. Um is great. Mm-hmm. Great. When I made that face at you about <laughs> the self about these self-imposed guilt, I I agree with what you're saying that like no one is well maybe maybe some people have the experience where they they are it is not self-imposed they are made to feel guilty by external factors or yeah. other people. I see what you're saying. And societally there is an for example there is no such thing as a working dad. Yeah. Right? Like this is this isn't a conversation we have yeah. around men having babies, and then going back to work. You are not a working dad. You're a dad. Mm-hmm. Go back to work as a mom. You are a work. There's a title for you. Right. So like I, I think there are these societal and cultural expectations that you're going to do something wrong no matter what. Mm. Whether it is going back to work, you are you are like, oh, wow, you're not staying with your kid? Like, mm, that's you're putting your kid in daycare all day? Jeez, wow. Either that or, wow, you're a stay-at-home mom? Like, what do you do outside your kid? What about when your kid's at preschool? Like, what do you, you just do all day? home all day? Yeah. yeah, right. So it's like, fuck. Like, yeah. you, you can't win. Yeah. And I've heard this a lot too. Like, when you're a working person, mom, you're supposed to return to work like you've never had a baby and like you're still focused and driven in the same exact way you were before you left. And when you come home, it's the same. You're supposed to be focused on just your home life Mm -hmm. like nothing else outside of that exists. And I think where where I go as a therapist is and as a working mom, I myself have been both a stay-at-home and a working mom at different points. Mm-hmm. And I think like recognizing that two things can exist at the same time. Also, yeah. so two experiences can exist at the same time, but also two feelings can exist at the same time. So if yes. you are like very practically, if your leave is ending, you're getting ready to return to work, you are feeling guilty, anxious, all of those things, I think like on a very practical level, it's easy. This is why I said, don't borrow worry. It's like, it's easy to get yourself really worked up before you know what it's going to look like and let it happen and then reevaluate. So 
like do the return to work, do the drop off or the nanny coming to you, go to work after, have your partner do the mornings, however you, however your family works out those details. Yeah. And it is going to be a hustle. It's a hustle. Um, but like everything yeah. with small kids is a, is a hustle and yeah. allowing yourself the space, at least right now to just say like, I'm just going to see how it goes mm-hmm. and take it and take it from there. There, there's no way of knowing how you're going to feel about something before you do it. Yeah. I think most of the time. And so those are my thoughts other than like, don't guilt yourself to death. And regardless of what the societal expectations are, you are allowed to know that you're making the right decision for you and know that you're making the right decision for your family. And you get to own that and live in that. And you hold the power to protect your peace around your yeah. both motherhood experience and your career. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, to talk yourself out of this guilt is like, you know best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. You are the decision maker and you know best. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important. Well, we um, I'm going to talk about that more on the, the relational side when you ask me your prompt mm-hmm. um, is the, like, you're the authority figure here on your yes. family. Yes. And feel confident in that. Yes. And there are working parents who just want to be home with their kids and there are stay-at-home parents who want nothing more than to go and work. And I know I have rose-colored glasses. I like I fully understand that when I say this <laughs> that you you get to stand in your own decision with pride and confidence that you are doing what is best for you and also for your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I guess, no, I, I think that would apply probably more to people who actually like their career. Than I yeah. Imagine yeah. Going back to a job yeah. that you've fucking hate. Yeah. Would be horrible. Isn't, would be horrible. And so leaving your baby somewhere to go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, this, in this prompt, this person said that they love their career. So exactly uh, Exactly. to address, to address the other side of it, I hate my career and I have to go back to work and I'm not ready. Um, that I'd need to process that, but I think that's not what the prompt was, so I don't need to put you on the spot. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> yes. I'm just thinking about like what would I say to a parent who was like, I really – because I really don't – I don't like my job or I'm not comfortable leaving my baby. Our childcare options are really slim. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that in another yeah, episode. Yeah. Like I hate my job and I have to go back to work. Right. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Because we have okay. received those too. Yep. Have yep. a good – have then- a good commute cry. Uh huh. Yeah. Hope for a long one, so you have time to like cry, recover. People are working back in offices, aren't they? I uh, yeah, yeah, or lo- yeah, or losing their jobs. There's lots of people losing their jobs too. To yeah, say, but yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there anything I like you- the not borrowing worry? I think that's a really good like takeaway for that. Is that like I, ha- I have to be honest? I. Yeah. Got that expression from my husband, who's been saying it to me the whole, however many teen years we've been. Not any, not so much anymore. But like when we first started dating, 
because it's easy to ruminate on the things that are unknown. And he would say to me, like, you're borrowing worry. Don't create additional worry for yourself that doesn't exist. Context, I was like writing a dissertation and all of these things when he and I started. Right. Dating. I admire so deeply people who don't worry. I try really hard. It never works. I've I think actually probably <laughs> since I've had kids, I worry yeah. less. I worry less, which is I imagine the opposite for most parents. Um I don't know. I don't know. I th- I didn't I didn't worry a whatever. Now we're like going off topic. Yes. Don't borrow worry. Don't borrow worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you ready for the second submission? Yes. Here it goes. Okay. I plan to work after my leave is completed. I'm assuming maternity leave. And I'm getting so much shit from my family about wanting to continue my career. I'm starting to feel guilty, but I don't know if it's my own guilt or if I'm being influenced by my family members that want me to stay home. This is giving me very per my last email from what I just said, but I, which is great (laughs) that the, the worry and the guilt being sort of thrust upon you Mm -hmm. of like, I am, I am good at my career. You know, maybe you went to school for this career. You have a master's, law degree, doctor, whatever, that you have, you have worked tirelessly to build the career that you have. What do you do with that once you have a baby? Is it over? Is that it? Are you, does none of it matter anymore? I think these are all very fair questions for, again, I would say this is moms specifically because this narrative doesn't really exist on a societal level for dads. Um, yeah. It's like, evidence, a, it's like dad's going to work and mom's abandoning her whole family. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So to this point, okay. I, if you are in a relationship, if you have, I I think this person said they, there was a partner, family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um again i these this is where i would get clear on expectations for what happens next when you are still pregnant um outlining very clearly that your career is deeply important to you is really important you are allowed to have interests identities careers hobbies what have you outside goals. of goals ambitions outside of your kid I understand this idea and this narrative that like being once you become a parent like that is the most important identity and title and it is in a lot of ways you are you are shaping the way another human being is going to turn out and I am so here for that I get that that doesn't mean that the rest of them need to fall to the wayside particularly your career which is like one of the other things that you work hardest mm-hmm. on achieving so I don't know if this if the pressure is coming from I I don't remember what the if it was coming from partner or family yeah, just, just said family yeah okay if it's coming from family I as long as you and your partner feel really clear 
about like what's happening once baby is here, I think that's pretty much all that matters. Mm-hmm. If this is pressure coming from in-laws, we have talked about like the in-law involvement here. Again, it's like you and your partner get on the same page and partner communicates to this is how like I at least practice is mm-hmm. your partner is responsible for communicating to their family. You are responsible for communicating with yours. Mm-hmm. That exists here as well. Do you think – I'm just thinking culturally and also generationally. Yeah. I So I was raised by a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. She always mm-hmm. had side projects and businesses, but she was a stay-at-home parent. Do yeah. you – So I wonder if our generation of parents who were raised by stay-at-home parents, if Mm -hmm. that pressure is coming from parents who stayed at home. Fully? Like 100% fully. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's not even – I don't need to expand more on that, do I? No, I'm kidding. No, but, uh, no. not no, if you don't like, want to. No, 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 no. I was just yeah. going to say, like, absolutely, this comes from generational expectations. Like, presumably, you know, we are both millennials. When when our kids grow up, if I hope my kids find someone and like want a partnership, I hope they have kids that like. I'm fully not going to expect one of them stays home. I'll be like shocked because that's so not. What they're That's saying. so not like what in my world is. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, I think it's generational, and that stuff is passed down. Can we talk about? Can we talk about the val like the values behind or the perceived values behind staying at home versus yeah going to work and how that can yeah like what like like the value of a of the mom staying at home to like impart you know to teach her children all of these things is that what you mean yeah like like it's your job like yes how we yeah, yeah. like it's mom's job mhm um yeah <laughs> what do you want to say about it um <laughs> i don't know i mean this is such a huge statement and i'm just processing this right now so i don't know okay. no one come for us in the comments it's not a completed it's not a well established completed thought out thought okay that our we aren't valuable outside of the home so that is where just like an idea that if we are like our value is in the home our value is keeping a home keeping a clean home making sure everybody's eating healthy and organic and home cooked and mm. not fast food yeah. and that the sheets are clean and that the other sheets are folded and cleaned and that right. the floor is vacuumed all of those the groceries are stocked sure at least as an american parent i think yeah. that there is more value placed on that than a mom who went to law school, went to medical school, and is not around very much and is outsourcing the motherly quote unquote duties Mm -hmm. to their community Mm -hmm. so that they can go back and work. Yeah. Now we're going to get a little political here. Okay. Do we want to do that? 
it's not, you know, I mean. No, let's do it. Why not? Let's let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, It's not, it's not even political. I feel like I'm about to say something that's like, you can't argue with, but like you already said, the way that our economic system is set up right now to have quality of life. Most people require more than one income yeah. to support a family. Yeah. That's truth. I like that I that I don't think that's a political opinion. So be, that's there's that, okay? And then couple that with the fact that our our American society is not really set up to support families. Mm-hmm. The cost of childcare is mm-hmm. exorbitant. It's a salary. It's a it's a mortgage. Like it's I mean it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. So so it, it's sort of like we're telling women to, and and young families to be reproducing to have kids do this like this is your job. This is what we were put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do shit to help and support you. You do still have to work, most of you, because we don't live like that anymore. We can't have quality of life and one income if you have a family. So it's like, there's all, which is it? What do I do? What do you want yeah. me to do? Yeah. Um, and forget the fact if you are a woman and choose to not have kids, then like you are you are not living up to your job as a woman. You're not, yeah, speaking. you're not living up to your end of the bargain. Or exactly. if you choose, you're a one and, if you're a one and done family, well, how, how oh, we got some submissions about that? Yeah, about being a one and done family. Yeah, well, we can Did you see these. I was like, this is, per- but this is this perfectly goes in sort of yeah. with this working mom. Does it? Wait, maybe I'm jumping ahead here. You don't have I feel like everything is related. It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> I know. it's the experience of motherhood. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking like that is very ingrained, even in the way that we play with kids. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, like girls, just even the toys that are available for yeah, yeah, for different kids. So I do think that if you're getting guilt from your own family, I would encourage you to explore what that person's experience was mm-hmm. and question, is this actually about me or is this about them? Correct. That most of the time it is about them and either their expectations of what you are supposed to do with your child, which is, that's not about you. Um, Or perhaps something, you know, I could even offer that like maybe, maybe it is your um, an in-law or a friend or a sister or someone who wishes like they had a stay-at-home parent and they had a parent who worked a ton and who like wasn't paying attention to them. So perhaps they're like, well, you need to give this to your kid because I had a really shitty childhood mm-hmm. with parents who worked all the time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you must stay home to give your kid the childhood that like I always wanted, which like, no, there are, there's, there's other stuff there. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that reframe of like, who is this about right now? Yeah, yes. Like, is this actually about me or is this about my own mom who wanted to have a career and didn't? And mm-hmm. um, what her experience parenting alone looked like? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Which thought. Could, and, and examine and the, the get like. Could be- Examine the guilt. Always examine the guilt. Like I don't yeah. think – I don't 
I don't think that guilt it's complicated. I mean, mom guilt is really, really complicated, but examining where it's coming from is I think a really good way to explore. Consider the source. Yeah. Consider the source. Yes. And this is something I always, I will talk about in session. This is not my own thought. Isn't this like Brene Brown, the shame versus guilt? I don't, I don't know. I mean, okay. So I, I can't remember. I I don't, I I thought it was like vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to take I don't know who this was, but I don't want to take credit for this. But I will always I talk about this with clients all the time that like it is a slippery slope from guilt to shame. Mm-hmm. And the difference here is guilt is I did something bad, I'm doing something bad, and shame is I am bad. I like everything I am is bad. Um and so like mindful of the language you are using, even with yourself, forget mm-hmm. with your partner, forget with your baby, this idea of like, I am, I'm doing something bad by going back to work and how quickly it can transform into like, I am bad yeah. for returning to work, yeah. for having a career, for having life and interests and and goals and ambitions outside of yeah. being a mom. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like those are the things that make you a great mom or a great parent. Um, or just like yeah. a happy, well-rounded human. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. But consider the source with the guilt. I like that. Yeah. Um, Of what are they projecting onto you? And is and and I was going to say that like this could also be the inverse of like I um I had to work at a or I never wanted to be a stay at home mom and now you get to be that's Mm -hmm. not fair or vice versa. I mean it's just this isn't about anyone but you and. Presumably your partner because you have to make, you know, logistical and financial decisions together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Excellent. That's all I have to say about that. Am I the only one that like knows where underwear are for the kids and like knows where the snorkel is and like <laughs> keeps track of the things? <laughs> I am triggered. <laughs> I mean, I, not to not to be an asshole. I'm surrounded by very, very competent caregivers, but like, absolutely, yeah. I I can't no. be the only one keeping track of shit. I love my husband, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I. Yeah, this is some even I, even with like cleaning supplies. I'm like, hey, can you go get like, can you g- give me a Clorox wipe? And he's like, sure. Slowly walks. I'm like, they're under the sink. Like. Yeah. Or like they're right yeah. in front of your face. Yes. Yeah, they're literally li- – you're – just look down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But wait. This also can inform the mom guilt. The guilt of going back to work is like oh, I I'm am the only, the only one, who, can one do it. who knows these things, who knows how to take care – who knows where the fucking snorkel is. So like what if they don't have their snorkel? Then like I, I think this is all that contributes back to that. Like – I still come from a place of like, this is not my problem. <laughs> like you do. That's great. Like you need to figure it out. I can't. Yeah. I I mean, for another time, my husband and I have a very equitable partnership totally. and I, and that's just what works for us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm allowed to say fucking figure it out, knowing Absolutely. in part that he will figure He'll yeah. figure it out. Um, yeah. I think if I had a partner who really couldn't figure it out, I don't know that I would be so willing to um, 
Mm-hmm. Does that would make you, sense? Absolutely. To that, I question like, would you have ended up with someone like that? Mm, probably not. No. Right. But so me? Like, no, probably not. No. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, yeah. yeah. My career's like, I, as a working parent who's invested a lot of time and energy and financial resource into my own career and my licensure and keeping my license and continuing mm-hmm. education and all of the things, like, I, this is something that I love. And, yeah. and it is also something that my husband loves about me. I say, I, yes. I, so, I can give a little background here. I was six months pregnant, five months pregnant when I decided to go back to grad school for this career path. And my husband was sort of like, are you kidding? Like, you are going to go back to school right now. I was like, yes, this is what I'm doing. And very supportive, very wonderful, great. But also because of that, like financial and time investment during, you know, a newborn, then I got pregnant again during school, did it again. Like, I think I I very, without saying so much, laid out the expectations of like, I will have a career. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is my, this is Do my other I remember when calling. we met for breakfast? Not when Jack was Vividly. a new, yes. not when Jack, the, the snooze by you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this? Because yes. you were, you were in Georgia school. was like one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Uh, what I say? No, it was just like a horrendous. Okay. We were there for like six hours. <laughs> and we, we were both were like, or you were, we were both like, yo, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I also remember being pregnant and meeting up with you and Jack and talking mm-hmm. like, do I go back to school? And you were like, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that too. Oh. Also at Snooze. Yeah. Also at Snooze, mm-hmm. which is in mm-hmm. Kansas City too, by the way. I think it's like all over. Oh, not that, that not like all over the country, but whatever that makes sense. Um, Slinging yeah. pancakes. So, <laughs> so I think yes, the guilt takeaways from this episode: consider the source, mm-hmm. what is being projected onto you, and if mm-hmm. you feel clear about your career and and what you want and these identities that are deeply important to you, you know, even if it's not the job you are passionate about, but you are. It is deeply important to you that you have a career outside of your family. Yeah, like going to work and having your work friends. That is what matters. Yeah, yeah. That is what matters. I agree. So, Ruby, can you tell us how can people – how can people How find can us? us? Yes. yes. Please find us. As Aaron mentioned at the beginning of the show, we love hearing from you guys, either with your wonderings or your I love my baby ands. Um, we read them all. We may not respond to every single one, but we read them and we talk about them. Like immediately when we find them, we will text each other and be like, oh my God, did you see what this person mm-hmm. said? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find us either on Instagram. The handle is I love my baby and or email us, I love my baby and at gmail.com. Aaron is fourth trimester wellness on Instagram. I am Ruby Talks Relationships. And you can call. We will never answer. You can leave a message or text us at 913-735-7095. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we say this at the end of every every episode, but to be continued. And to be. We're- Forever and ever, yes. Excited. And 
We love reviews, so please leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, they mean a lot to us. So yes, yeah. Next, let's have, until next time. Let's have a guilt-free summer. Uh, hot girl guilt-free. <laughs> oh my god, that's a whole nother hot girl. What is it like? Hot girl walks? I'm like, I don't know. Okay, every walk I take is a hot girl walk. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Literally, it's so hot here. I I hate the summer, so I take indoor cool AC walks. Yes. Um. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. you. In a week. <laughs>